2: Free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
3: Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. I'm going to react to Wes Unsell Jr.'s presser, go over some quotes and evaluate, kind of do a, a quick report card on Wes Unsell Jr.'s rookie rookie season. And we're going to talk about what Tommy Shepard revealed on the team 980 about on a team 980 on the radio about the Washington Wizards point guard approach. Let's get to it.
0: You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington. You are locked on Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
3: Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right. so right after Tommy Shepard had his exit interview press conference, Wes Unso Jr. had his presser, so... I do want to talk, I do want to evaluate his first season. So this was his this is Wes's first uh head, first year as a head coach. And you know, c- he kind of had a honeymoon period. He started out really fast, 10 and 3 started out to a hot start. Um, you know, guys were getting extensions, Tommy Shepherd got an extension, um, guys were getting promoted and praised from Ted Leonsis. you know, Wizards fans. We had a banner. We were talking about fifty wins, and they were really winning games by defense. Tough defense. You know, Wes was preaching defense. Training camp, all the majority of it was – you heard the practices were 80% defense, 20% offense. You know, Wes looked good making adjustments. I remember one game he put Denny in for offense. He would sub him in. I forgot who he would sub out. And uh, they they, they just won a lot of close games. You know, the first game of the season, that Raptors game, which was what Wes Unsell Jr. said was his highest point of the season, which was his favorite moment of the season, was that Raptors game. Going into Toronto – beating them by 10 plus points, holding them under a hundred points. Then we won the overtime game against the Celtics, the double overtime game against the Pacers. They just won a lot of close games, but it was primarily on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive game still wasn't there yet. And then after that 10 and three star, it just went kind of, it just went downhill. You know, uh, players started to complain about the offense, excuse me, and their roles. And, you know, Talking about adjustments, Montrezl Hero, We heard him talk about press conference, feeling that <clears throat> we just don't make adjustments. And you know, Spencer Dinwiddie talking about his role and saying he did, he doesn't know what his role was. And of course, you know, he had his comments after he left. And then there's the rumors about um, prisoners running the asylum with what So Junior. So there's a lot to learn from him. But I do want to get into some quotes here. Um, first one that stood out to me. We're going to talk about the identity. Then we'll talk about the point guard position. Then we'll talk about. Um, what Tommy Shepard said on 980 about his point guard approach, some things that he revealed, kind of playing his hand, kind of playing his cards about how they're going to attack the point guard position or what he sees in the point guard position coming up. But uh, Wes was asked about what does he want to see the team's identity moving forward and it basically echoed what Tommy Shepard said, which was an up-tempo team and a defensive-minded team. Now the team did regress from last year um, under Scott Brooks. They were 20th in defensive efficiency, we know last year they weren't a great defensive team either. He, they did make the playoffs, but, you know, Daniel Gafford was a huge part in them being better defensively towards that latter last half of the year where they made the playoff push with Brad and Russ and Alex Lynn, Robin Lopez and Rui and all those cast of characters last year. But this year, uh the, def- the defense definitely turned off. It was good in the beginning. Then guys, you know, the offense wasn't there, and it just tailed off from there. You know, you had games like Josh Hart putting up 44 points, Christian Wood hitting eight threes. LeBron had 50 points. Um, Jason Tatum had 50 points. There was multiple guys that just had their career highs against the Washington Wizards, especially in the second half of the year as well. Um, so they, they regressed that way. That that They regressed in that department defensively. You know, West is a defensive-minded head coach. So that is definitely something that you want to see the Wizards' improve on. Also, I brought up the stat. Yesterday, that they um, gave up sixty-eight percent in the restricted area in the paint, so that's twenty-eight percent in the in the league, Um, so second to last. And then the up-tempo part that he wanted to bring up, or that that they want to have their identity, they were second to last in fast rate points. So they were kind of they were basically a slow, methodical team that didn't defend well this year at all. So that's something they really need to work on, and that's something on uh, Wes's report card as well. Um, Talking about you know they want to be up-tempo, defensive-minded. That's two category two categories that they did not show well statistically. in watching the games, you can also show that, see that as well. Um, another thing, West connecting with players. I think that's something that we want to see. Or that we've heard, you know, we heard the rumblings coming out of the locker room. Um, just having a control or a, being a leader of men. That's something that we that you know watching West needs to improve on. You know, having that that locker room. It was the rumblings of it, of it being a toxic locker room, you know, Montrose Harrell getting an altercation with KCP Davies and and Danny getting into an altercation that Spencer didn't, when he leaving and talking about his role, um, it was, you know, West took the high road, of course. Um, it kind of looked like a, a he said she said kind of thing where, uh, West said that, you know, he told Spencer to be aggressive. He told him to be aggressive every time. And, you know, Spencer trotted out names of, you know, saying that they wanted him to pass the ball to KCP and Kyle Kuzma. Um, but this is a quote here from Wes talking about uh, what did he learn the most? Uh, coach Wes until junior on what he learned about himself after his first full season as a head coach, he says that quote, that he had more patience than he thought he had and to control things that you can control. Um. So yeah, being, being a people person, you have to, have a lot of patience with guys you have to build a relationship with guys you have to connect with the players you have to you know get guys to buy in defensively get guys to buy into the system and you know, there's also players complaining in press conferences about the offense being too complicated as well so that's something as well that they had to work on i think it did get better uh, towards the end of the season as well but um, i do want to talk about some individual player uh, performances individual players that that. um that Wes did talk about that he like he did talk about Rui, did talk about Corey Kispert a little bit. He did talk about Denny as well, um, and then also Wes Unsell Jr. said that he wants some feedback to be a better coach. Talking about ex- exit meetings, talking with a player. so it shows that he's learning. You know, he's he's still learning. You know, he's rookie head coach. He he wants to get better and learn from the players what he wants to get. You know, feedback from them. Um, he also said that he met with eighty percent of the Wizards players for exit meetings and describes the feedback was. Overwhelmingly positive, so that's that's good to hear going into the all season. So I do want to get into what he said about Rui, Corey, and Denny, but before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information from live betting to playoff, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: This is Jake from Lock LockedOn has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat, led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
3: Thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts, all right. So, this is a quote about Rui Hachimira talking about his season. Uh, he says he thinks Rui had an incredible season to see him pick things up, talking about how Rui did miss the first part of the year, he did miss 40 games coming in, and he still played really well. He, you know, he raised his three point percentage. You look at Rui's three point percentage, he shot about 40% from the three point line, 44% from the three-point line, which is which is insane. Even though he only shot he shot three three pointers per game, but that's still something definitely to write home about. Um, just showing how he improved. You know, you look at the years before in 2021, last year, he shot 32% from the three, and then he shot twenty-eight percent from the three in twenty twenty. So that that was huge improvement from Rui that he added to the mid-range game. And uh, that really helped Rui out this year, and then he improved. You know, you see the last five of the eight of the last eight games, Rui had 20 points or more in the last five, eight games. So Rui did show some, some leaps there, but West did also talk about his defense as well. Um, but he, he just committed, quote, Rui being able to get up to speed after missing some time. He had minute restrictions and limitations, and then he became a starter towards the end of the year, and he expanded out to the three-point line. He showed versatility um, on the pick and roll and articulating different defensive uh, coverages out there as well. So that is good about Rui Hachimura. Also, he was quoted talking about Denny. Somebody asked about Denny's development and playmaking as well. And uh, he said, Denny is shooting the ball with more confidence, needs to work on his left hand and finishing. And he had turnovers once his usage rate went up, In quote. Um, also, about Corey Kispert, that I wanted to bring up. He said Corey had the five minutes and then turned into a starter. um He liked that a lot. He broke the rookie three pointers, made record making over 100 threes in his rookie year. Um, and then also addressing the point guard position, Weston said that they need a point guard that can keep us organized. They don't need a point guard to orchestrate everything. Also, about the point guard position. Um, he says somebody at the, at the point of, they need somebody at the point of attack that can guard the basketball, that can help out and pick and roll and, uh, orchestrate the offense and they don't have to orchestrate everything. So, you know, basically he echo everything that Tommy Shepard has said about the point guard position. They just want somebody that can get them and initiate the offense. Basically somebody like what Sadoransky was able to do towards the end of the year. Um, but Wes did decide to play. He did have Neto out there playing a lot, who is more of a combo guard. So it was interesting. I did I did write some things that I saw this year that I thought that, you know, Wes definitely could improve on um from from an adjustment standpoint, you know. Uh, some of the things that not strikes, but kind of some things that you can clearly look at and West needs to improve on. You know, you look at the Clippers game where they lost. You know, they had the thirty-five point lead, and they lost that game. Um, you look at Tyronn Lou, he was able to make adjustments. Eric Bledsoe didn't play well. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry, not Eric Bledsoe, but Reggie Jackson didn't play well. Uh, Zubac wasn't playing well. A lot of their starters Batum wasn't playing well. But a lot of their starters for the Clippers weren't playing well. And then West, until Junior made adjustments. You know, he was he. You know, or Tyron Lue made adjustments while Wes Encel Jr. did not make adjustments. He same with he he kept those same guys out there. You know, Spencer didn't when he was out there for way too long when he needed to sit. And um, the Clippers took advantage of that. Um, inbounds plays are something that the Wizards really, really struggled with. They had they had a five-second violation in that Clippers game. It felt like they struggled a lot with inbounds plays. Like, why, what is the reason for a guy's not set? or guy's not ready after a timeout? There were some times after a timeout where they still got a five second violation or they turned the ball over on an inbounds play. And I I feel like that does come to coaching and drawing up plays, communication, and telling guys where to go, especially after a timeout. Uh, I think that's inexcusable. Um, The whole thing with showcasing, I don't know if that was his hand or Tommy Shepard's hand. That's just a disconnect there. I think they need to be on the same page or they were on the, you know, West wanted to play some guys and Tommy wanted them to play another. The whole thing with Daniel Gafford, Montres Harrell and thomas bryant a lot of guys came back so i see it was hard on him you know west wasn't dealt the best cards either either you know there's a lot of guys and a lot of eagles on that roster and there was a log jam in some spots there was a log jam at the center position there was a log jam at the at the wing spot they did have the virus. they did have um guys out with 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 the virus um a couple of times daniel gaffer was out bradley bill kyle kuzma missed time as well um, but you can't always use that in, as an excuse now they did have a lot of roster turnover and a roster changing. Uh, Brad Wanamaker had to come in and play um Tremont waters came in and played point guard as well so there was a lot there wasn't a lot of cohesion and then there was a lot of different rosters it wasn't a, a five I know Tommy Shepard brought up there was a stat where they didn't have the same five guys play or a, or a, a starting five or the same five guys play 75 minutes together um so I know that wasn't easy for them but there's other teams that go through that as well and um they struggle with rotations I feel like I feel like West definitely struggled with some rotations when guys got hot, he pulled him out. You know, if Rui got hot, pulled him out, didn't let him cook. Or say Denny had a good game, pulled him out, didn't let him cook. So those are some indictments on him, the whole showcasing thing. And then the question mark for me, does he does he need an experienced assistant coach out there? Um, you know, a lot of guys on the staff, you know, they have never been head coaches. You know, you look at some other teams, Chauncey Billups. You know, I know a lot of people aren't fans of Scott Brooks, but Scott Brooks is a, is an assistant coach. Uh, For him, a lot of guy, a lot of other coaches, a lot of first year head coaches have, you know, assistant head coaches to help him out. You know, Chauncey Billups has an assistant coach who, you know, like I said, Scott Brooks being his assistant coach. Um, You look at other teams that have Steve Nash, you know, look at his staff. He has Kenny Atkinson and and Mike D'Antoni and so many other guys that have been head coaches before. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Nash has, you know, Mike D'Antoni as his assistant coach. So um, there's just a lot of guys that are still – that have never been a head coach. So, you know, is Wes a guy that can get guys in order? Can he be that bad guy? Can he be the bad cop and get guys in order? I know before the season started – before the season even started, Montrezl Harrell had a players-only meeting, and I, I liked it. I actually liked it. But now looking back, on in hindsight, you know, why do the guys feel inclined to have a players-only meeting, you know, and then you see all these things happen – throughout the season and, and guys not getting along and, and the whole locker room thing, just being toxic. Um, and the, the, the report saying that nobody likes Spencer Dinwiddie. So, um, it, it definitely was a lot of ups and downs. Uh, I know Tommy Shepard said something about, you know, Wes going through hell, but all, all other teams go through it and, and it happens. It happens. I do feel like I wrote down some of those too. I do feel like Wes Unsell Jr. Definitely got a stagger staggered Spencer Dinwiddie and Bradley bills minutes. You know, you saw how Spencer played better. Uh, while Brad wasn't there it just wasn't a good fit and that's that's on that's on the GM too in, in an evaluation as well um those guys just not play well did not play well together but I do feel like you know West definitely could have stepped up and had Spencer come off the bench you know I thought he could have experimented a little bit more and tried that definitely feel like he could have could have could have did that um so yeah like I, like I said before you know you had the whole the the guys coming out in in different press conferences talking about the offense and you know it being you know complicated and Mantra is saying, you know, give a squirrel a nut or blind squirrel a nut. But those guys, a lot of those guys aren't on the roster anymore. But it is telling on just what they went through throughout the season. You know, the 10 and 3 start, they were a defensive minded team. They're winning tough, grinded out, clutch games. And then the defense tailed off. The offense got a little bit better. And then, you know, it, it, just, it just wasn't a fit for guys. And then the whole showcasing thing. And then the Rails just kind of went off. Nobody was able to get a rhythm because they just had so many guys that they were trying to play. And then when some guys were out with the virus, it actually, you know, Kyle Kuzma got better. He got more playing time. Him and Brad, you know, were like, "Oh, is Kyle Kuzma the second option?" And then we had point guard Bradley Bill. Um, so it, it was just an up and down season. Bradley Bill just looked better out there when it was just him and Kuz and the other guys, and he was playing point. Bradley Bill, but we know Bradley Bill's not. He's not his. He's not his primary thing is not being the point guard. But if he has to do it, he had to go out there and do it just because we did not have that solidified point guard out there initiating and running the offense but i do want to get to a couple more quotes and then what tommy shepard revealed about the point guard position but before we do get to that this episode is brought to you by built bar have you tried the puffs if you haven't you're missing out on one of the built bars best tasting bars puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors yummy cinnamon chiro coconut marshmallow banana cream pie so good these are going to be your new favorite all bill bars are covered in 100% real chocolate yes puffs included 100% real chocolate go to bill.com and scroll down to the macros chart you'll be blown away high protein low cal high fiber and low carbs most bill bars contain 130 calories 4 grams of sugar and 4 net carbs and 17 grams of protein compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs at Built Bar, they're all about ta- About the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like is your Odyssey an LX? Or an ex and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliable reliably low for every customer go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right. So the plan, I just want to get to playing games too as well, as you guys saw the Spurs um did lose, so that's not good for us. We will have the 10th best lottery odds to touch on that. So we will have. Um about a ten percent chance to get into the top four, so um that's not good at all, but uh it is what it is. We just gotta evaluate correctly and and draft better now, Tommy Shepard, what he said on team nine eighty? He said that most likely we will be going through free agency or via trade to find a point guard, and we will most likely not be using the draft, which is intriguing to me because I don't think anybody thought that we were going to use. The draft to find a starting point guard, especially if you look at the options that are out there. Um, you look at Ty Ty Washington, just to name a guy, or Kennedy Chandler. Those are some of the guys that are going to be available. The, those are the better point guards. Um, some people say Dyson Daniels, and even even Ty Ty, he he's more of a combo guard as well. I, when I watch him play, I do it does remind me of Tyrese Maxey. I guess it's an easy take to say because they both went to Kentucky. They're both you know six foot one, six foot two guards that are small. They can get to the basket, have a nice floater game, can shoot the three, got the mid-range game, pick and roll game, can get downhill a little bit. So they do remind me of each other. They, they're, you know, solid ball handlers. They can initiate offense. They're good passers. Um, and I think I think Ty Ty's going to be a good pro. I think Kennedy Chandler's going to be a good pro. When I watch Kennedy and I watch Ty Ty, I really don't see much of a big difference. And when they actually went ahead, head, Ty won the first matchup, and then Kennedy won the second matchup. Now, keep in mind about Ty Ty, Ty Ty didn't play well in the St. Peter's game. But he did play well in the first half of the year. He did have an ankle injury, and after the ankle injury, he just didn't play. He was very inconsistent after the ankle injury. So that's why I do give him some of the benefit of the doubt, but I just don't see Tommy Shepard giving the keys to the car and putting that much pressure on a rookie point guard. I just don't think that's a formula for success. So I do agree with him on that take. Um, Do you want to play your cards and play your hand? Not necessarily. But you know that if Ty Ty is best available at pick ten or pick eleven or whatever pick they get, then I don't mind them taking him at all. Um There's a sleeper guy that I do like is Malachi Brandon. I'll talk about prospects later from Ohio State. He's not a point guard either; he's more of a shooting guard. He's more of a combo guard, but we've seen him initiate offense. And then also, uh, my dream pick, <coughs> excuse me, is Jaden and Ivy. So if they do get a top four pick, then that would be the pick for me, one hundred and ten percent, one hundred and ten percent. Um. All right, so let me see here if there's any more quotes here that I did want to get to before we wrap up about Wes. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, he says you don't need a guy to orchestrate everything. Having playmakers is important for the point guard position. So just be ready for a point guard by committee if they do strike out on some of the big names that were brought up on NBC Sports Washington. Just just prepare yourself for that um like i said maybe a, a ty s jones or somebody like that just a point guard that can run the offense and and get guys in spots and get guys in spots um definitely so and know uh, west said opportunity was a big piece and young wizards plays improving uh, a lot of guys did get opportunity towards the end of the year so i was happy to see that Um uh, he and west unsell junior also says he likes where the offense is but he says the washington wizards have to improve on the defensive side what's the identity to be the defensive minor like i already said before All right, so before the weekend starts, uh, let's get into some of these playing game picks, and then we'll wrap it up here, and then you guys enjoy your weekend. Uh, So Friday night. Friday night is – because there's no games on tonight. Friday night is Hawks versus Cavs. Um, the Cavs are at home. I think the Hawks got some momentum. I think the Hawks win that game. I think Trey Young uh, pulls it in for that one. I got Trey Young going for about thirty points against the Cavs. The Cavs are playing good ball. I mean, Kevin Love played; he was ridiculous the other night when they lost the Nets. He was playing really well. Um, Pelicans, Clippers. I'm gonna go with the Clippers being the being the Pelicans. I got the I got the I got the uh, Hawks being the Cavs. Those are my picks. But um, you guys, let me know what you guys think. Comment below. Also doing a mailbag episode next week, so if you have any questions, please comment down below in the comment section on YouTube or leave your comments on Twitter as well on the Locked On Wizards uh, Twitter page. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. From the first jump ball of the playing tournament to the last possession of the finals, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with your insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards on YouTube and hit the notification bell. Hail to the Wizards. Peace.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.